All right, Shaban, Sir Earl, coming to you once again uh, with my It's My World One podcast. Um, tonight is Sunday evening. I know a lot of people are doing whatever it is that a lot of people do. I guess um, for me, um, work, it's, it's just not enough minutes in a day. So instead of Monday morning, um, she is off doing something So um, with a daughter. So I told her to drop me off at work where I can, um, my happy place where I can get some stuff done and uh, try to get ahead of the game. I know it never happens, but it's at least worth a try. Um, so it's, tonight is Sunday night, um, it's about 5.35, um, which is, which is good. I'm getting up a day early. So, um, once I get done with this, I have a lot of other stuff I got to do, uh, in terms of work for the club, scheduling, budgeting, uh, outlook for the week, uh, different things like that. So got a lot coming up, uh, this week, um. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, this podcast I did last week where I was uh, talking about the uh, halftime show of the Super Bowl and how I felt a couple of artists uh, looked horrible. They looked like shit and they should not have been before millions of people. Um, if they were my client or my train or my, well, they were my training client or you know, in some capacity, um, we got to do a better job than that. Um, I, I don't know um, why, you know, um, Dr. Dre looked in pretty good physical shape. And, you know, I'm familiar. I know his trainer a little bit. And I know he would not have let Dre come out on stage um, looking like 50 Cent. That looks bad on the trainer's work if you have one. So... Um, but one thing I learned, do not fucking talk about Mary J. Blige. There's so many women. I had one client talk about, oh, well, she was just thick. No, she was just fat. Um, the, I guess the new word for fat is, uh, thick, voluptuous, juicy, uh, whatever they call it. At the end of the day, it's still fat, okay? She had a nice dress that covered up a lot of what she was lacking. Um, and that was all. She could she get an A for me for a good disguise. Um, and even with that, as a trainer, you can see right through it. But um, I got a lot of feedback, a lot of emails, and a lot of uh, people walking up to me, telling me to my face, like, hey, get off Mary. Um you know, hey, it's my opinion. You know, everybody got their own opinion. You want to express your opinion, get a goddamn podcast, I guess, you know. But um, I thought she looked horrible. Um, she already is lacking in other skills, but people love Barry J. Blige, I, I found out. Um, I liked some of her songs, but all in all, as a trainer, I had to be honest, and I just think she looked crap, looked like crap. Um, but... She probably look at me and think whatever she think, you know. Um, I'm quite sure my opinion doesn't alter her bank account in one way or another, okay? It's just my opinion. But 
I wanted to share that because I got a lot of, uh, probably more than any other podcast I've ever done. Um, I got a lot of uh, feedback and emails and people was pissed, you know, that I said that. I didn't know that that many people was listening, <coughs> but they sure expressed their opinion. So anyway, um, I just wanted to say that. Uh, the subject that I wanted to cover today um, on this podcast is one of the things that kind of uh, kind of I've been thinking about a little bit lately. Um, we seem to be in a certain era, like everybody wants to label themselves as a trainer or a coach or something when they don't have the slightest freaking idea what they're talking about. Um, we have a couple of clients. You know, I believe, my belief is as a trainer, you have to walk the walk. You can't just talk the talk. And I see people who they're wellness coaches. They look like shit and they eat like shit. Um, but yet they call themselves able to offer advice. Well, if your advice was so great, then why don't you follow it yourself? Um, the reason that, that people have trouble getting in shape is habits. Um, they don't want to change the habits. They don't want to sacrifice. And as a, a good trainer, your job is to get them to change the habits and sacrifice and understand why they're doing it. And I just tell them a crock of bullshit about what they should be eating, how they can go on the internet and find out what they should be eating. So, um, I have a real problem with that, um, of people who really don't understand the position they're in as far as training, um, and one of the other things that I've noticed that I wanted to talk about, that's not actually what I want to talk about. Um, I've covered that subject before. I wanted to talk about, because uh, it's an aspiration of mine, it's something that I listen to at least an hour to an hour and a half every day along my habits and rituals that I practice every day. And that's uh, motivational speaking. And I'm quite sure a lot of people... Um, I read different quotes and, and crap that they put on social media. Um, a lot of it is they, they read it, it sounds good. Uh, they, they try to repeat it, but you're not living it. It's not from the heart. Um, the, the one thing, the one problem that I have with a lot of motivational speakers, a lot of, I think probably the greatest one out there to me and it's just my opinion, I've, I've seen and listened to, it's not too many of them that you can't name that I have not listened to or read upon or something like that. Because like I said, um, it's an aspiration of mine to be able to learn what it takes. I'm learning a lot within this industry of personal training. This is people's biggest weakness is, is physical. It's their biggest weakness, nutritional. So as I learned every day when I come to work, how to affect those areas, it gives me an insight into people and what makes people tick. Um, when, when you talk about motivational speakers, most of them don't even practice what they preach. They preach, but they don't practice it. Um, if you did, you would be fat and out of shape and you know, you'd have discipline about every aspect of your life, not just what I'm talking about, you know, um, and I consider <clears throat> motivation is 
a temporary emotion. Motivation gets you started. Um, and you have a lot of uh, so-called motivational speakers who in itself the title is to get you started. Um, discipline is what keeps you going. Motivation gets you started. Um, so a lot of mo motivational speakers to me, they're nothing more than people that give rah-rah speeches, you know, pump you up. Hey, rah, you know, we can do it. We can win. We can win. They're not giving you strategies on what it takes to be effective in your life for your problems. Um, most of them um, goes by the example of I had a hard time. Um, I was homeless. I was this. I was that. I made it so you could make it. Well, if I gave a speech, I was <laughs> I was raised with a, a non-present father. I was raised in a rough neighborhood. I've seen a lot of things, but that's me. That's not you. So unless <laughs> you are an individual that has to fight and overcome the exact same odds, it's not going to resonate with you. Like if someone tells me, Hey, you know, my mom and dad died at an early age. It don't resonate with me because my mom did not die at an early age. She ain't dead at all. So how can I become inspired or motivated by that? And you're telling me, well, <clears throat> if I overcame that hardship, you can overcome that hardship. You know, uh, I had a client ask me once before, Am I going to teach my son the street survivals that I learned growing up in the inner city in Inglewood? I said, why? My son grew up in Homewood, okay? Ain't no fucking street survival. You barely ever see anybody. You you begging to see a friend walking down the street so you can say hi. They, You know, a lot of times um, the people are not going to go through the same situation. And that would be the only way even possibly that they can relate to what you're saying. You know, just to say, I had a hard time, you know, running with gangs and going in and out of jail and growing up in Inglewood. Well, what if you're talking to someone that grew up in the Olympic fields? They cannot relate to what you went through. But yet, they still lack the things in their lives that need inspiring. So my, my thing is, um, as a as a, a a coach or strategist or speaker, whatever you call it, is to um, provide the tools that the individual needs to incorporate in their daily routine to help change the habits that's causing their problems. Um, and these these simple rules, um, it, it requires consistency, which is hard for people. But they're universal to everybody. It does not. Um, it does not mean you had to grow up how I grew up. You had to go through what I go through. Um, <clears throat> if I'm saying, you know, like for instance, I get up in the morning and I have a routine. I show gratitude. I pray. I meditate. Um, I listen to devotion music. I listen to an hour and a half of motivational audio. I write everything in my journal, um, so in case it's something that I'm forgetting that I'm not doing, uh, I can get caught up on that. Um, I read a certain amount of pages, uh, about 15 to 20 pages of a book every day. 
Now, when you start to pass on these habits, the uh, people become a lot more positive thinking in their mind, and that's what we need to overcome the negativity that happens in our life. We don't need this fucking rah-rah speech that, you know, I was homeless and I made it and so can you. Well, I'm, I'm not homeless, but I've had my hard times, you know what I mean? So, um, let you know, that's the problem that I have with motivational speakers is let, let's give people the tools that they need to strengthen their mind, to deal with their problems, because their problems are unique to them, as unique as a fingerprint. Um, they're not going to go through what I went through. You know, they're not going to go back to eight years old and move to Inglewood and gangbang. It's not going to happen. But yet, they still suffer from the problems that they suffer from today. And what I believe we should do as people that try to, that has a, a gift to influence, um, which I've developed over a 30-year career as a personal trainer, um, that's, who you mean some nutcases in this industry. And um, I've been able to help a lot of people. People think physical uh, training is changing you physically. Training is changing you mentally, so therefore you can always uh, change yourself. You know what I mean? When you affect people mentally, then when you, know, when you change... We had a lady here that her whole family were suicidal. She never, ever, ever weighed herself. She hated herself. She didn't like how she looked. Um, and just through working with her and changing her mindset, now on the days that she's not with us, she still work out. Her husband says she's a much better wife. Her daughter works out here, and they say she's a much better mother. So those are the things that changing people's mental mindset as opposed to giving them a rah-rah speech, will do for you if done the right way. So um, I remember uh, a little while ago, um, th this particular lady who I'm talking about, she was one of our clients of the month, her and her husband went through a, a financial situation where they had to pay back something, do something. And um, one of the, the first thing he told her when they sat down to figure out how they're going to work through this, one thing that we're not going to do is stop your personal training. Um, and it's not like we're cheap. Uh, you know, that was such a compliment to the fact of what uh, ratio one to one has done in her life for her family, for her husband, for um, her whole generation, um, you know, her whole bloodline. It's done so much that it goes beyond just she dropped a couple of pounds and she's okay. No, her whole life has changed, her whole way of thinking, her whole way of looking at her. All those things have changed because we affected her mentally and we 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 challenged all usually it's it's all having a low self-esteem and when you can get that the person to have a higher self-esteem look at themselves in the mirror love what they see mentally and physically um you're winning something and that's that's part of the reason why um i affect one client at a time and i've done it a long time i believe i have the gifts to go do it on a larger scale i always have wanted to um, but like I said, I, I just think 
nowadays everybody is a motivational speaker and i just think the shit that you're talking is just it's bullshit it's not an effective tool for helping people what habit do they need to develop to help their own unique situation that's what they need not not a rah-rah speech not a i did it so you could do it not that they don't need that so um so until next week, um, it's your man, Sir Earl, checking out of here. Uh, starting to try to get this thing up a lot earlier, um, Friday, Saturday, preferably. Um, so that's what it is. So until next week, this is your man. I'm out of here. Peace.